What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. We are live. Facebook is not. <laughs> that we know of. That we, that we know of as of this moment. Facebook's down. Uh, Facebook is Instagram's dead. Instagram's down. You know, honestly, hopefully it's dead forever. The world's down. Uh, people freak out over stuff like this that uh, the freak out is not warranted. No. Social media has... It uh, shows you how dependent we yeah, are on absolutely. phones, social media, the web in general. I mean... We're both. I, w- I don't know if we'd s- I'd say addicted to social media, but I get pretty know. bad. I mean, it gets bad. Uh, That's why I have not fell into the black hole I call TikTok because I know I know me too well. I'll be on there for hours a day, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be. I am a TikTok fiend. I uh, find myself on TikTok way too much, but you know what? I learn. I learn a lot. I learn how to cook. I learn how to make things. Do you cook? No, but I know how to because of TikTok. Just haven't tried anything out I, yet. I'm kind of that way with YouTube, though. YouTube's got YouTube, me. Yeah. It's me wrapped around yeah. its fingers. So. I guess it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Just There's something about swiping up, swiping up continuously. It's like, well, I don't want to end on that one because right. it, wasn't, it wasn't good enough. And not up to my standards, so I'll end on a really good one. Uh, you know, next thing you know, four hours later. You know what, you know what wasn't good enough or up to my standards this weekend? My football teams. Sports are dead to me. Yep. I'm and getting we, there. Pretty quick. We have a sports television show, and sports, as we know it, are dead to the J-Men. Yep. But this episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou. Focus on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boat or Four Wheels, the Damn Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. And the Tan J-Man Show is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like the J-Man and myself. It's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find those products and more, including hats, divot repair tools, ball markers, and such at circle15golf.com. You have some birdie bogey for me? It's your lucky day, I do. Please no WNBA, please no WNBA, please no WNBA. I'm not that mean yet. Okay. Maybe when I get desperate when I'm down like eight strokes mm. come December. But I'm going to do a birdie or bogey first. Uh-huh. I'm going to give you two questions. Oh, boy. You pick the one you want to answer. You know what? I, I, like, I, I like the change. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being nice this week. I appreciate it. One of, your, one of the rare times you're ever nice to me. Okay. They're both quarterback-related questions. Mm-hmm. What, what happens if I choose to answer both of them? Get them both right? Do I get an eagle? Okay, okay. If you want to answer both, yeah, if you get them both right, I'll give you eagle. Mm-hmm. But if you get them both wrong, you get double bogey. Double? All right. That's, you want it? That's where I, now, let me hear the questions first, and then I'll okay. decide. All right. That's, that's, a good, that's a good one. Russell Wilson won his 100th regular season game yesterday. Mm-hmm. He joined blank 
as the only other QB to win 100-plus regular season games in his first 10 seasons. Is there one or two quarterbacks? He's one of two, so there's one other guy. <laughs> what quarterback did you say? <laughs> Russell Wilson. Okay. Okay. He joined right. one other guy. I think I have that answer. This other one. Tom Brady mm-hmm. defeated the New England Patriots last night. He became one of four quarterbacks to beat all 32 teams. Oh, Who are the other three? Oh, man. All 32 NFL teams. That means somebody that's been here in the league since 2001. Or started their career, or has played a majority of their games since 2001, I should say. I'm going to disappoint you all and just choose the first question. Uh, you are a weenie. Yep. You want me to give you the answer for the second one? Since yes. So the second one, if you would have went Tom Brady, joined Peyton Manning. I would have guessed Peyton. Drew Brees. Probably would have guessed Brett Bruce. Favre. Would not have guessed. I might have guessed Brett Favre, but I uh, probably would have leaned towards like Aaron Rodgers or something. And I got another fun one for you. Okay. Who's the only rookie quarterback ever to beat Tom Brady? Only rookie quarterback to ever beat Tom Brady. Only rookie quarterback. Ryan Tannehill. Good guess. Geno Smith. Oh, man. Oh, Gino. The legend of Gino. The legendary Gino. Kept the Dolphins out of the playoffs. Remember when he had the Heisman wrapped up after, like, week four of the 2012 uh, college football season? He had a really good receiving core, if I remember correctly. Was it Tavon Austin and... That sounds right. Stedman Bailey, I think, was... Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your Reggies! What are we starting with tonight there, Tanda Man? What do you want to start with, J Man? Major League Baseball playoffs start tomorrow with the wild card game. Boston Red Sox. In New York, Yankees, classic affair. Is that in Fenway? It is. I thought it was in Fenway. Um, We had a real good opportunity for some absolute chaos created, but the Boston Red Sox. Xbox create chaos. (laughs) New York Yankees had to go and win yesterday and ruin it for the rest of us. Bunch of selfish jerks. Um, But, yeah, uh, playoffs looking very, very forward to Major League Baseball playoffs, especially with full capacity uh, stands yes. this year. I mean, the Good point. the uh, fans create so much energy in the ballpark. It's just going to be fun to watch. I mean, Yankees, Red Sox in Fenway for a one-game wild card game. Place is going to be absolutely electric. Then we have the Cardinals and Dodgers um, on Wednesday night. I should say Gina was the last rookie the to beat The last Tom. rookie. Mark Sanchez and others did it, so I, I misspoke. The last Some rookie. Some terrible Jets quarterbacks have beaten Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. So. As rookies. Sorry, sorry. Makes no sense. I just had to ah, say that. No worries. Uh, Garrett Cole versus Nate Eovaldi tomorrow night, and then we have the ancient wonder Adam Wainwright facing Max Scherzer. On Wednesday, who you got in each of those games? Well, I got the Yankees. Of you knew that was coming. Pick the Yankees. I'm taking the Cardinals. Upset, huh? Max hot. Max Muncy could be out for the Dodgers. He had a collision yesterday um, where he hurt his wrist. Don't know if he's going to play. Clayton Kershaw's probably out for a few weeks into October, maybe the whole postseason. Now, that doesn't affect the one-game playoff because he wasn't going to pitch in it anyways unless he came in late. Um, two really good matchups. I'm probably going to take the Yankees as well just because Garrett Cole's pitching. Um, you put him up there. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You play one of the best offenses in baseball in the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, though, has uh, some experience taking him deep in a wild card game. I'll watch out for that one. But, uh, yeah, I think the Yankees are going to win that one. Not picking the Cardinals in the Schwarber second. Schwarber against Rizzo. Schwarber against Riz. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a weird one. I saw Rizzo dancing yesterday, and it was just another dagger to my heart. Um, <laughs> seeing, I mean, I'm glad he's happy, but I wish it was with a different team. Um, but yeah, I mean, three former, four former Cubs are now in the postseason. That was were with them last year. The only guy that's not is Javi Baez because uh, the Mets are a garbage franchise. At least they made the right move today. Firing their manager. Yep, uh, or not renewing his contract anyway. So that's. Wide open. I mean, the last time they had a manager search, they landed on Luis Rojas because Carlos Beltran got busted. Hire him again. Just got busted for uh, cheating. Cheating. 
Um, so it could be interesting now that they have the new owner, Steve Cohen, there. Uh, he's very outspoken on uh, Twitter, and it's uh, created sort of a an interesting situation to follow to see him tweet through their offseason um, in their, I, I don't, I, I don't think he'd be dumb enough to tr- tweet out their strategy or anything. <laughs> you wouldn't think, but who knows? He threw his entire team under the bus on yeah, the tweet. Not the brightest a few weeks ago, but uh, should be two really, really good games. Yeah. Um, At least you don't have to worry about the Reds. Don't have to worry about the Reds. That's nice. Uh, they uh, they just completely imploded, and you just hate to see it. Seattle um, still got the playoff man. going. They were close. I'll tell you what, though. Seattle fans showed up that final week, really the final two weeks, and those games were electric. The fans were treating it like almost a Game 7 of the World Series. Uh, uh, did you see their announcer call on, uh, no. I think it was Saturday night. They were down one in the bottom of the eighth and had bases loaded and two outs, and the guy hit a two-run single, and the commentator, I think it was the radio guy, they had a camera on him, and he's just going nuts in the radio booth. Uh it was it was kind of nice to see them relevant. Now going heading into next year, they have to kind of uh, keep the momentum, which this team probably wasn't even good enough to win ninety games, and they did. So it'll be interesting. But uh, it, it kind of I was rooting for them. That was probably the one team I was rooting for because everyone else who's been in the playoffs on the American League side have been in a bunch, really besides the White Sox uh, recently. So I was really hoping for some new blood in there. I hope Adam Silver was paying attention to that crowd, Breen back the Sonics. Absolutely. You can see, I mean, you see what's happening with the Seahawks. The Bring 12th them back. Man. Um, baseball gets electric when they get good and they need the Sonics back. I think we will see them back and you're going to have to jump. Uh, I'm ready, jump man. Shit. I'm, bring them back. I'm putting on a shirt. <laughs> Put it on How fun would it be? Put it on a shirt. How fun would it be to just follow an expansion franchise that first year and just like watch, them, watch them build themselves up? I'm ready. Now, it took Tampa Bay almost it took Tampa Bay 10 years before they got uh, right. halfway decent. It took the Houston Texans probably 10 years before they got halfway decent. I don't know if I have 10 years. I think years. the Marlins too long. took the Marlins about 30 seconds, and they won a World <laughs> Series, and they won another one six years later. Yeah. I didn't take the Diamondbacks long either. It took no. them three years before they won one. I mean, the Rockies made the playoffs real quick, then they've been mm-hmm. irrelevant ever since. They ever, make a World have Series. they ever won the National League West? No. I didn't think so. They're an um, embarrassment for the – Sports franchise, how that run? <laughs> I saw a tweet. It, it was actually, um, it was actually an NFL tweet. It's kind of relevant with not winning divisions, though. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the NFC North more recently than the Detroit Lions have. Lions are the <laughs> for the fan base. It's the worst in pro sports. Justin Tucker hitting that. Uh, excuse me, Jason Tucker. Uh, Justin Tucker hitting that uh, sixty-six yarder. I mean, seriously, last week. Josh, they've been nothing. The, yeah, nothing for so long. I mean, they had what two good seasons this past decade? They got bounced it was like quick the greatest, in the playoffs. Greatest seasons in Detroit Lions history. I mean, they're just <laughs> awful. They're so bad. Look at those fans, um, man. Yeah. Back to baseball, though. Yep. That was all We're a little all over the place. All over the place. Uh, that would mean you have the Yankees facing the Tampa Bay Rays, who have kind of had their number this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't have them getting past the Rays either, unfortunately. You don't have them getting past the Rays? No. Uh, this season against the Tampa Bay Rays, the New York Yankees are. Um, the New York Yankees are just 8-11 and against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Five-game series, though. It's kind of a crapshoot. Right. Um, Garrett Cole might be able to pitch twice. Tropicana too. Probably, I, I'd assume they absolutely would. Um, man, they've been outsco- outscored by forty-eight runs against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays this year. So you have the Cardinals facing the uh, San Francisco Giants. Man, th- this will be the uh, J Man's book of prediction of the week. The winner of the National League Wild Card game will be playing in the NLCS. I think the winner of that game gets past the San Francisco Giants. Now, we probably won't even know by – we definitely – eh, we might know, uh, but probably not know until by next Monday, I should say. Uh, but that is the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. You can also buy insurance in Ohio from him now, and he has a free downloadable app. I like the pace of the read this week, but Yeah, I, I didn't fly through it. I just calm, cool, and collected. But I agree with you, and I got the Cardinals beating the Giants. 
Yeah, the Giants uh, have won 107 games, but for some reason I just don't feel like they're built to win a postseason series. Uh, now we could be way off and they end up winning. Any of these teams can win the World Series. Yeah, you get any God I mean, it, Absolutely. You look at the Washington Nationals in 2019, they were down two runs with two outs in the eighth inning facing Josh Hader, and they go on to win the World Series. It's just things can change on a dime. Um and obviously the Giants are a really, really good baseball team winning 107 games. But there's just something about them that I think they get bounced early. Um, Dodgers won 106 games. It just sucks. You win 106 games and you have to play in a one-game crapshoot. That's the way it is, though. I mean, they would. They are 16 games better than the Cardinals, 11 games better than the Brewers, uh, 18 the Giants games. Giants don't have to play in a one-game crapshoot. I'm talking Dodgers. Oh, I thought you said Giants. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was, yeah, sorry. I don't even know if I said Dodgers. Uh, but, yeah, then I, they're just so much better. They're probably the best team in the playoffs, and they have to play in a one-game uh, playoff. Who you got between the Brewers and Atlanta? I like the Brewers. I do, too. That three-headed monster uh, in their rotation, and they have a great back end of the bullpen, although they lost one of their better bullpen guys who, uh, who had a little too much to drink, got mad, punched the wall, and broke his hand. Uh, Devin Williams with uh, the stupidity award of the – Century doing that heading into the postseason, and now he's not even going to be able to pitch on a team that very well could win a World Series. That's just mind-numbingly stupid. Not the brightest. Um, so you have the Rays beating the Yankees? Yep. I also have the Rays beating the Yankees. Uh, who you got, White Sox-Astros? Well, one of my bold predictions in 2021 was the White Sox at least make the ALCS. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with it. Sticking with it, huh? Even they, though they're not a good road team. They've struggled on the road, struggled against teams above 500. But again, you throw out all of that when it comes into the playoffs. I think the Houston Astros are uh, better, and um, I'm going to pick them to win this one. Um, don't like really either of these teams. I probably honestly like the White Sox a little more than the Astros. I think most people will be rooting for the White Sox in Mm -hmm. this one. Uh, But give me the Houston Astros to win that one. Um, Let's wait till next week to pick the uh, championship series. I mean, the division series probably won't even be over by then. All of them anyway. Uh, But, yeah, fun week uh, ahead. Baseball all week besides tonight. um, One of my favorite times of the year, October. Got football. Yep. Both college and NFL. Yep. Major League Baseball playoffs. Cooler weather, although it's not really getting cooler here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, October is here. October's here. Yes, sir. What you got next there, T-Dog? Um, I was going to jump into football, but if you want to do some uh, On This Day or Word Association, we can knock that out. Let's do some On This Day. Get educated right. here. Who won the nineteen or the 1873 British Open men's golf at St. Andrews? Uh, let's go with um, old Tom Morris. Got the first name right. Tom, Tom Kidd beats <laughs> countryman Jamie Anderson by one stroke. Never heard of him. Bunch of British Open from back in the day. There's a U.S. Open. I'm not going to go through that one. On this day in 1906, the Chicago Cubs beat Pittsburgh Pirates 4 nothing in the MLB season. They went 116-36 and <laughs> that year with a 763 winning percentage, which has not been matched Surprised since. they played that many games back then. Yeah, that's only 10 games less than they're playing now. And that was yeah. 115 years ago. On this day in 1928, the 25th World Series was played. Who won that one? 1928? Mm-hmm. Let's go with the Yankees. It's a pretty good guess there. The Bronx Bombers beat the St. Louis Cardinals 4-1. to They were pretty dominant back then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had just the best lineup ever conceived. Let's see. On this day in... Mm. 1953, who won the World Series? 53. I feel like that's like the Brooklyn Dodgers. Brooklyn Dodgers lost to the New York Yankees. Yankees won the series four games to two. The Brooklyn Dodgers did win in 1955 against the New York Yankees in Game 7. The Dodgers had lost their previous seven World Series. Like the Buffalo Bills of MLB. 1959, the first baseball World Series game played west of St. Louis was played. The L.A. Dodgers beat the Chicago White Sox 3-1 in Game 3. A record 92,000 people showed up at the L.A. Coliseum. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. People hmm. been talking. 
Talking about people. A lot of World Series. Um, on this day in 1969, Major League Baseball held its first league championship games. The NLCS was played where the Mets beat the Braves, and the ALCS was played where uh, the Orioles beat the Twins. Mets Orioles. I don't know if it was Mets, Mets Orioles. I assume Mets, it was Mets Orioles. The Mets won the World Series in 69. They did, so it's definitely the Mets. And the Jets were good then, too. Last time they were good. Pretty much. On this day in um, 1986, Dave Rigetti saved both doubleheader games at Fenway Park. Uh, he had a then-record 46 saves in a season. That has since been passed a couple times. Yes, it has. This is a good one. First, on this day in 1987, the first scab Sunday of NFL football with replacement players as a result of a player's strike. Uh, chiefly related to the expiration of the 1982 collective bargaining agreement, players returned just a couple weeks later, October 15th. That'd be cool to have some replacement players jersey. That would be cool. I like that movie, The Replacements. That's a good Keanu one. Keanu Reeves. That was a good one. Shane Falco. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm. 2001, San Francisco Giants slugger Barry Bonds hit his 70th home run to tie Mark McGuire. I remember watching that. For most home runs in a single season. I remember the Giants were must-watch TV late in that year. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when he broke the record. Yep. Um, who won the Ryder Cup in 2010? 2008 was at Valhalla, and the U.S. won it. So 2010, I think Europe won. Europe won, 14 and a half to 13 and a half. Don't know what that means. That's pretty close. On this day, three years ago, Tom Brady became only the third NFL quarterback to record 500 career touchdowns as he connected with Josh Gordon. <laughs> uh, the Kansas Patriots Chief win now. over the Colts at Foxborough. Never seen a guy get so many opportunities in the league. Yep, they uh, they keep giving guys with talent opportunities. Does he have talent, though? We haven't seen it in years. Might have smoked it all away. Yeah. That's going to do it for uh, On This Day. And the On This Day segment is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week Proformer Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proformer Print House is over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving them a call at 574-210-3815. You want to head right into college football? Let's do it. It's a pretty big day for uh, college football there in the Big Ten. It was the craziest weekend mm-hmm. overall in the entire landscape of college football we've seen so far this year. I mean... Best of all, Notre Dame losing at home to Cincinnati. Got not shellacked, but they got could be pretty good. They got handed yeah. to them pretty good. Um, it sounded like a Cincinnati Bearcat home game start of the fourth quarter. There, a lot of Bearcat fans. Yeah, a ton made of Bearcat the travel fans. over to South Bend. So Notre Dame goes down, most likely out of the playoff. Mm-hmm. This is why, right here, this statement: why I don't like Notre Dame fans. My majority of Notre Dame fans. Uh, a Facebook friend of mine. I'm not going to name any names. Put on Facebook pretty much that what's the point in watching the season now that they're basically out of the playoffs? Yep, I hate that. That attitude. right there. Like, well, we lost the game. What's Why the watch? Point? Yeah, there's there's no point to even cheer for them anymore. Exactly. That is literally yep. one of the reasons why I don't like they the main reason why I don't like have, football. Are the biggest sore losers. Yep. They have had so many fortunate things go their way the past ten years or yep. so. Um, they lose once and they're just, ah, I'm done. Yep. Yep. We don't care if we could still make a good bowl and have a good season. I don't care. We can't win Who cares? championship. I don't care. Which they're not going to win the championship anyway. They are so far away from the Alabamas and Georgias of the world that it's never going to matter. Yeah. They're never going to win one as long as Nick Saban is at Alabama and Kirby Smart is at Georgia. That's just the reality of the situation. And they need to join a conference one of these days. Absolutely have to. They have to be able to play in a conference championship game like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like their experience in the ACC last year was really positive that they yeah. want to do that. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, as a college football fan, 
I'm a Purdue fan. As everybody knows that listens to this or watches this show. I'm a Purdue alum. Growing up a dire Purdue fan my whole life. Purdue's not Notre Dame, never will be Notre Dame. So my expectations are different. Mm-hmm. But I cheer them on every week. I'm just hoping to win enough to make a bowl. Right. So I'm going to keep cheering them on. They, they've lost two games. This past weekend was a manning loss, in my opinion, to a Minnesota team. I think they're better than I thought they outplayed the whole game and end up losing. Am I going to give up on them? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how I am. And, but Notre well, Dame fans are different. It's, it's kind of the same way with Indiana basketball fans because they're, they're the same people. Um, <laughs> they do the same thing. Once they get to a point where, like, well, we're on the wrong side of the bubble, I'm just going to stop watching. Now, there are really good Indiana fans and really good Notre Dame fans there for that are, There are. We're not talking about but, the uh, whole fan base, but a majority. A majority of the fan base, they are Notre Dame football, Indiana basketball. We talk about that ad nauseum. Reversible. So it's no surprise that they're doing the exact same thing they do right. during basketball season where they just give up once they uh, lose a few games. Um, yep, we're going to decline a bowl this year because we didn't make the playoff, or we're going we're to recl- de- decline the NIT invite, right. even though we have an incredibly young team that, that it could, could really, really help us. 100%. Um, it's, it's, they, they have this they're, – they're so pompous that they think they're so much better in higher class than they actually are. Um, it's like – I, I don't even know how to compare. It's like eating at an Arby's or something. <laughs> our, we have the meats. Yeah, but your meats suck. Like, that's that's the reality of the situation. Well, there goes our uh, <laughs> chance ever to get sponsored by Arby's. That's out the window now. Sorry, Arby's. I actually don't mind Arby's, but uh, that's that's kind of how I compare it. Um, yeah, like this year, and we're not, I'm not trying to get off a tangent into too much college basketball right now because, well, plenty of that to talk about mm. later this month and especially next month when it starts rolling. But Indiana's got such a weak non-conference basketball schedule. A lot of their fans are going to think they're Great. ready to hang up banner number six. Absolutely. Come they conference sh- stuff. They should, they should honestly win all their co- non-conference games. Yeah, lose maybe one at the most. Maybe. At the most. Um, yeah, and that's the problem with Notre Dame, too. They play these schools early in the season that just aren't that good. And they think, oh, here we go again. We're going we're gonna to be back in the playoff. This is our year to beat well, in Alabama. Well, and they, you know, they smacked a Wisconsin team now that we've seen get that's smacked awful. twice and have three yeah. losses. But they smacked them in the fourth quarter last mm-hmm. week, and they're thinking they're real high about themselves. And little Cincinnati's coming in. We got nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Well, Cincinnati was out to prove a statement, and kudos to Cincinnati's social media, whoever runs that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great video of Brian Kelly after the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they win that game against Wisconsin and just completely ignore the fact that they beat Toledo by three, beat a then-winless, up until this past week, uh, Florida State squad in overtime. Um, they, just, they, they have this air of self-importance that they haven't earned in 30-plus years. Right. We also saw number three Oregon lose at Stanford yeah. in overtime. Now, eh, you can ask, was that really pass interference on fourth down? I don't know, but the ref called it, and uh, mm-hmm. Stanford got it done, so Oregon's probably done for the playoff. Um, Poor Pac-12. Got, I mean, you already mentioned Kirby Smart. Number eight Arkansas went and just got slashed Slash. against number two Georgia. Mm-hmm. Georgia defense has given up one touchdown this year one yeah kirby smart's pretty good at what he does yeah he is <laughs> florida we said no mm-hmm. way kentucky beats up kentucky can't play anybody i kentucky wanted to pick him. kentucky and then you talked me out of i it. did um, well we looked at the so schedule and like there's no chance i blame you but good on kentucky and they rose up to 16 um probably a little too high in my opinion i mean we saw but, uh, uh, Michigan State took care of business. West mm-hmm. Kentucky, they rose up to 11. That's why I was mentioning them. Michigan took care of Wisconsin. Blew them out by 21. Uh, Iowa blew out Maryland Friday Seven night. turnovers. Nice upset force. pick there. Um, <laughs> you want to – I give you – we, we got we to gotta take chances. I got it. And I just thought, you know, Iowa's offense had looked terrible. Yep. Now – Iowa's defense continues to force five yeah, turnovers a game. Yeah, well, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's sustainable, but they continue to do it. So right. obviously, it is. Right. Um, uh, but I mean, uh, idiot of myself, I said Rutgers covers gets Ohio State. They were halfway through the first quarter, the game was over. They were down what fifty six to seven at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> it was thirty five to six. Like it started second quarter. Yeah, uh, Ohio, Ohio State, State's woken up all of a sudden. Yeah, I was going to say they struggled a little bit. Um, early, but uh, I think they're back. Also around Big Ten, like I said, Purdue lost a maddening game to Minnesota that I just feel like they played 
stats show they did play outplay Minnesota, but when he can't score in the red zone, you have to settle for field goals. It's got to catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Three games in a row, the offense has scored 13 points. The defense is playing balls to the wall, playing really well, well enough to win every game so far, and, and the offense isn't coming through. It just, it's it's just maddening. I I could go on for a on a tangent, but I'm not going to. Nebraska kills Northwestern. Northwestern, in my opinion, somehow is the worst team in the Big Ten. Remember when I picked them eight and four? Remember when I probably picked them around the same <laughs> <Yeah>. as well? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, um, who else in the Big Ten? Uh, oh, Penn State took care of IU, mm-hmm. and IU for shut out for the first time since 2000 uh, when Antoine Randall was their quarterback under Cam Cameron. But IU, Michael Penix gets hurt. They lost two or three defensive backs. They had another running back enter the transfer portal today, so that's two of them during Yikes. the season. Um, things not going good no. down there for Tom Allen this year. They, uh, and and needed, the schedule is just tough. They needed to keep up that momentum from one of their yeah. best years they'd had in a long, long time. They just aren't. It's doing hard it. to sustain it when mm-hmm. you're, especially when you're on a tough side. I mean, then three of the next four weeks, I think uh, they got to buy it this week. But then they play Michigan State at home, at Ohio State, and I want to say at Michigan after that. Man. So it's like, ooh, the losses could add up quick there. But uh, you ready for my Big Ten power? Let's rankings? hear them. All right. Starting like I do every week from the cellar in the 14th spot up to number one. We got a change in the cellar this week, J-Man. Northwestern, previously ranked 13th in the power rankings. You're in last. Yeah, they have zero offense, and it's starting to affect their defense. Uh, This is uh, one of old Fitzy's worst teams he's had in a while. Doesn't matter who's that quarterback. Yeah, really doesn't. So number 13, Illinois fighting Illini. They beat Charlotte. By 10. (laughs) Move them up spot. Number 12, this team was previously at 9 in my rankings. That's Indiana Hoosiers. Mm. Like I said, injuries are mounting up for them. Uh, they just didn't play well the other night. Tough schedule coming up. They've had a tough schedule already this they season, have. too. They have. Um, it's not a good position for them right now. 11, stayed the same as last week, Wisconsin. Mm. Lost to Michigan pretty overwhelmingly. Yeah. Uh, Graham Mertz got hurt. I don't know how serious his injury is. Their backup can't be worse. So. Um, yeah, Paul Chris, Badger fans are not happy with him. At number 10, this team was previously ranked 8th, and that's Purdue. In my opinion, lost the game they really needed. It's going to be tough to get six wins. They're going to have to uh, take care of Northwestern um, and pull some games out the way they probably shouldn't. Wisconsin's gettable. Wisconsin's gettable. At Nebraska could be gettable, but they're playing gettable. better. They are playing better. Indiana's yeah. could be gettable because they might be limping. At that point in the season. They might reach a point where they're no longer bowl eligible and they've given right. up. Um, Michigan, but Michigan State, Ohio State, and Iowa are going to be very tough. So mm. I wouldn't have said that about Michigan State before the season. So. Number nine, I had this team at 12 last week. That's Minnesota. I mean, they lost to Bowling Green. I was ripping on them. Then they turned around and beat, beat the Boilermakers. I shouldn't be surprised. Flex now 4-1 against Brom. I hate that guy. <laughs> I do. I I go back for fourth remember Frost. Uh, Fleck takes the cake for me. I, he he might not say the crazy things that Frost does, but his sideline tactics. I yeah, not a fan. Number eight falling from the seventh spot is Rutgers. Especially when you're losing to Fleck too, that, hey, that makes very, it even yes, worse. It is because <laughs> they recruit against him a lot for mm-hmm. guys. He just gets under my skin. Number eight falling from number seven is Rutgers. Um, still having a good year, but man, they got whooped. It's so tough in the East. It is. It's uh, yeah. Thank God my team's in the West, even though the West is just horrid this year. <laughs> um, that's my dog in the background. I apologize, everybody. Number seven, moving up from number ten, is Nebraska. Hmm. They're playing better, Josh. They could have got Michigan State. Um, they played really well against Oklahoma as well, and then they just shellack. Northwestern. Hopefully, it's enough to keep Frost there for another year. He scares nobody. <laughs> they are three and three. Um, like I said, yeah, they just smack Northwestern. So we'll see if they can keep it rolling. Number six, staying the same, even though they got shellacked on Friday night's Maryland. Mm-hmm. Not going to drop them too much. They lost against an elite defense, a team that's ranked in the top three in the country. Number five, top five is the same. Five, Ohio State, four, Michigan State, three, Michigan, two, Penn State, one, Iowa. Penn State and Iowa this week. Uh, you'll probably flip-flop the winner of that if uh, Penn State wins, of course. Yes, that's the big no- the big noon game. No, 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 I, excuse me. I think it's a 3 or 3.30 game, mm-hmm. but uh, call it the Fox Sports game day show is going to be there. I'm assuming game day is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Kinnick will be rocking for that one. You want to go ahead and pick some uh, college uh, or Big Ten games? Yeah, well, I got five this week. Yeah. 
bunch of teams on by, starting with Maryland at Ohio State. Give me the Buckeyes and give me five. I have uh, I have Ohio State for five as well. I just think it's going to be way too <laughs> way too much. Yep. Um, Life comes at you fast, Maryland. It does. Good luck there, fellas. Uh, then we have one second here. We have Michigan State at Rutgers. Interesting matchup here. I think Michigan State's a five or five and a half point favorite. I was really tempted to take the upset here and say Rutgers is going to give Michigan State their first loss. But I'm going with Sparty, but I'm only putting two points on it. I have Michigan State for one point. Uh, this could be the game that Michigan State finally slips up and loses. Uh, Penn State out of Iowa. In Kinnick, it's going to be rocking. Game of the day. Team three against team four, mm-hmm. nationally ranked. I watched a lot of Penn State Saturday night when they played Indiana. They're a very good team, don't get me wrong. I'm not too impressed with our quarterback, though. He's got about two targets he throws to. Uh, Iowa's got elite defense. They don't score a lot, but I, that defense, like you said, creates turnovers, and they score. Taking Iowa for one point. I have Penn State for three. Uh, I think I still believe the turnover fountain is going to turn off eventually, um, and this is the week it happens. Because a lot of times, turnovers, and this is what drives me nuts about Purdue's defense. Purdue's defense has been playing well. Josh, they've only forced two turnovers. Two. All year. Wow. And But part of the turnovers is just good luck. Absolutely. The other team making bad plays, not necessarily you doing a lot of good. So some some has to do it. Lovey Smith's defense at Illinois forced so many turnovers, and their defense was atrocious. That was the weird part about it, but they forced turnovers. Sometimes you just get the ball Um, bounces your way or something. So Wisconsin at Illinois. Yeah, um, interesting matchup. A few years ago, Illinois pulled off the big upset. Mm In this matchup, but I don't see it happening this year. Bielema against one of his former teams. Uh, Wisconsin for four. I have Wisconsin for four as well. Um, I think Illinois' defense has played well enough that they'll keep him in the game at the very least. But Brandon Peters is arguably the worst quarterback in the Big Ten. Illinois, great rush def- or great rush offense. Chase Brown had 250 yards or so uh, running on uh, Saturday, but yeah, I just think Wisconsin's defense won't give up more than like six points or something like that. Then finally, we have Michigan at Nebraska. Michigan's ranked number nine. I keep saying Harbaugh's got a good team this year. This might be the year he can get it done against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska's playing better. This would be absolutely huge for Scott Frost and their program. The place will be rocking, but give me Michigan for three. I have Michigan for two. Uh, Nebraska would not surprise me if they get them, though. Like like that that just it just seems like the type of game that uh, that Nebraska could get at home. Starting with top twenty five matchups, we have Oklahoma at Texas in the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. Yeah, this will be a fun one. It's a nooner. That'll be fun. It's always a nooner. Um, seems like. Yeah, it does seem like Red it, River it? rivalry, Red River shootout. I forgot what it was called. Um, what's Texas record? Four and one. They're ranked twenty first. Oklahoma six. Oklahoma has struggled against. Give me the hook'em. You think so? Yep. Oklahoma's three point favorites. Uh, just to be different, I'm going to pick Oklahoma. That's always a coin flip for me. That game. And I think this is a legitimate coin flip. Three point favorite Oklahoma. Um, they have to start playing better, and they finally oh, they, yeah they uh, get tested. Uh, you know, I will say though, I find it hilarious on Twitter. I sometimes see some Oklahoma fans on my Twitter feed for some reason, and they're all just complaining about Spencer Radler. I'm like, the dude's a sophomore. Like, yeah. patience. He can probably bowl out next year be the best quarterback in the nation. But they're so spoiled. Mm-hmm. Baker, Kyler. Yep. I mean, quarterback after quarterback, the best ones in the country. It's like, just have some patience. Arkansas at Ole Miss, 13 against 17. Ole Miss is six-and-a-half-point faves. Hey, give me Ole Miss. I think Arkansas is still licking its wounds. Yep, give me Ole Miss Both teams well. should be. I mean, Lane Kiffin says, get your popcorn ready. and. <laughs> Georgia travels to Auburn. Bo Nix finally wins a road game. Yeah. At LSU. Man, he, he made some plays the other night. That mm. one play, he scrambled around. Scrambled, broke like yeah. He was eight scrambler. tackles and threw a touchdown. Um, bad loss for Coach O and the Tigers the other night. But uh, give me uh, Georgia. Give me Georgia. They are 14.5-point favorites, and I think they cover. They're I, good, I just I think they're legitimately really, really good. Yep. Wake at Syracuse. Wake is 5-0. and Give me Wake to go 6-0. and I agree. Syracuse is 3-2. and uh, Wake is 6.5-point Syracuse lost to Florida State uh, over the weekend. How does Dino Babers still have a job? Yeah, this has got to be his last year. Unless they make a bowl, they brought yeah. it back. Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. 
Tough watch. Under the uh, lights. Under the lights, 730 ACC um, network. Network, seriously? Uh, which most people do have now. Um, it's starting to get, become bigger. Um, <laughs> but uh, Blacksford's going to be rocking, and her Sandman's going to be playing. Virginia Tech's only lost one game this year. Fuentes has got them going a little bit, but give me the Irish in a close one. Give me Virginia Tech. I think that place will be rocking Notre Dame's one-point faves. Uh, when's the last time Notre Dame's lost two in a row? Last year. It's been a while. I think they did last year. Lost the ACC championship and then uh, the playoff. Yeah, game, yeah, that sense. was it. But, uh, regular, regular season, season. it's been yeah. a while. Oh, I just remember Cincinnati snapped their home win streak. They had like 26 yeah, it was game a long time. home win streak yeah. going or something. So. Last one here, we have uh, Alabama at Texas A&M. Alabama. A&M's toast. Yeah, they're not as good as they should be. They lost to Mississippi State. They lost their quarterback a couple weeks ago when they played Colorado and snuck out that win. They haven't been the same since. Yeah. Lost to Arkansas, lost to Mississippi State. They're going to make it three in a row against Alabama. I agree. Jimbo getting paid a lot of money. A lot of money. They were really good last year, but yeah. Yes. Word association real quick. I tried to do Big Ten running backs, but uh, I have a few guys on here that are not running backs because there were no notable running backs okay. for some of these schools. Starting with Maryland, I had Mike Tice. Who? Former Vikings coach. Remember Mike Tice? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's why I guess I'll say Vikings coach, <laughs> offensive line coach around the NFL all over the place. Uh, yeah, uh, he, I do remember him on Hard Knocks one year dropping a lot of F-bombs. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked like Steven Seagal a little bit. That, I did not uh, know he played in Maryland. Yeah, I didn't either until I looked it up. What position? Tight end. Oh, okay. Mike Hart, Michigan. Oh, man. Uh, those Michigan teams. Him, Henny, whole cast of wide receivers, mm-hmm. Lloyd Carr, Ohio State battles, the game. Uh, then he went to the Colts. Then he went to Indiana as a running back coach. Now he's a running back coach at Michigan. <laughs> so my dog is hacking on the bone. Um Yes, so he's trying to get around you back there, J-Man. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, um, stud. Stud everywhere he's been. Yeah, he's been good. He was good with Michigan State, good with Pittsburgh. Kind of a head case now, though. He's with Baltimore. Yes. Uh, Maurice Claret. Oh, one-year wonder. He was so good that freshman year. And then he, him and then that wide receiver at USC. Mike Williams. Mike Williams tried to make the rule they wanted to jump pro early mm-hmm. yada 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 ruined their careers but uh Maurice Quet also was drafted by Denver Broncos was he he was the I believe the last pick in the year third or fourth round well, I was gonna say I thought he was third and or never rounder. made the team Ray Rice unfortunately beats women mm-hmm. that's all that, I really gotta say about him was... I do remember him uh uh playing well Against Louisville, when the Rutgers upset Louisville, and when they're like yeah. five nation, and they yeah. rushed the stands. Um, yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray Rice was a really good running back. I, I remember that he, uh, the Ravens had that fourth and twenty nine in um, in San Diego, I think, didn't they? Yes. And uh, he ended up converting it, or I think he converted it, or maybe he came like a yard short. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, good running back, Marcus Thickpen. <laughs> Thick pin up the guts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, good friends of the show, Evan Webb and Cameron Screen and myself. Uh, Evan and I played on them two on one on the NCAA college football game years ago, and it was an overtime battle between Purdue and Indiana. Cameron beat us both with a thick pin up the gut run. Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark. Uh, I saw him get absolutely depleted at a game live against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was down the field for like 18 minutes. Yikes. Um, man, he was a stud. Purdue, Purdue killer. Had a long touchdown run at Kinnick in, I want to say, 0-2 to break the Boilers' hearts. Ralph Bolden. Ralph Bolden. What could have been if he stayed healthy? That guy had so many knee injuries. Uh, took the Big Ten by storm two weeks into the 9 season. And then end up tearing his ACL and spring ball for 2010 season was never the same. But good guy. Mikel LaShore. Another, another very underrated running back at, at Illinois. He was drafted by the Lions. I still think he's running against Purdue in 2010. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he uh, had that 300-yard rushing game against Northwestern at Wrigley Field. Um, when they could only go one way, right? Only one way. Yep, he was good. Eric Decker. Eric Decker. His jersey's right there on my wall down here. One of my favorite Denver Broncos. Uh, just a hard-nosed football player. He was good. really good at Minnesota. Broke his foot his senior year. Only played half the season. Still got drafted pretty high by the Broncos. So, yeah. 
Justin Jackson, Northwestern. Justin Jackson. I, I remember the name. Couldn't tell you much. He had over 1,000 yards rushing, I think, all four seasons. He was just drafted probably three years ago. He's okay. Been, I think he's with the Chargers, actually. Okay. So he's not the one who hurt his neck? Not the, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Amir Abdullah, Nebraska. Amir Abdullah. Seemed like he was there for 10 years. Um, he was Did. really good at Nebraska. Nebraska's another school that's got a lot of good backs come through their program over the years. Then we have, I just got out of it, and I forget who it was. Oh, Monty Ball. Oh, another Bust. guy who uh, <laughs> got in trouble for battery. But another former Denver Bronco uh, was not good in the NFL, but, God, he was good at Wisconsin. Wisconsin had so many running backs. You switch the name on the back, you switch the number, same running style until mm-hmm. this year. Yep. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Monty Ball. Um, uh, White, James, James White, White. Um, PJ Hill, PJ Hill who didn't make the pros. Yeah. Um, I know we're for, Melvin Gordon, Bo Cal, um, wasn't there a Calhoun, Bo Calhoun? Yeah, or something Melvin like that? Gordon. Oh, my goodness, just year after year, and the lineman, Jonathan Taylor. Did you say him? Yeah, um, saw him running yesterday. Ron Dang, yeah, won the Heisman. <laughs> I mean, geez, so running back factory up there in Madison. Yeah. So uh, is that it? That is it. And that is the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the Law Office of Andrew Key LLC are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call Rhett today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. NFL winners and losers. Who's your first winner? I actually got uh, four winners, oh. but this first one makes sense. The New York teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think I'll be able to say that too many times this year. The Jets get an overtime win over the Titans. The Titans were without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, but still, I thought they'd take I care of the Jets that. easily. The Jets beat them. And the Giants took care of the Saints mm-hmm. on the road, on the first road. game at the Superdome. Can't figure that Saints team out. No, they have two really. They have two good wins, um, and then two really bad losses. Um, my uh, first winner is the Arizona Cardinals. They might be the best team in football. They're on my list too. Um, going into Los Angeles and just whooping the team we thought was the best team in football. It's going to change so much early in the year, but they are one of my winners. Who's your other winner? One of your other winners. My other winner, since the Cardinals were mm. the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals was on my list as well. They, yeah, they beat the Jaguars. But when's the last time the Bengals have been three and one? I love watching Joe Burrow. He's fun, isn't he? He's a competitor. He's, yeah, he is. He is. He's good. My final winner is Seattle Seahawks um, going into San Fran, getting her done. Much needed um, win. Yeah, this isn't the Seattle win team of usual. Their defense struggles stopping people. Mm-hmm. They have so much money wrapped up in their defense. They can't go get help in other positions where they're needed. It's starting to starting to collapse a little bit, Seattle. Just but a little bit. But they got that much needed win. So. Huge win for them. They didn't want to fall to one and three. No, three losers. My Denver Broncos. Mm. I did. I I did pick them for one confident point to beat the Ravens. Didn't really expect them to win though. And, yes, Teddy Bridgewater went out in the second quarter with a concussion. He's in concussion protocol, and that killed their whole game plan because Drew Locke was god-awful. His body language was awful. I didn't even want to see him on the field, but what are you going to do, put Brett Rippon in there? Um, he was good against the Jets, wasn't he, last yeah, year? Yeah, against the Jets. Who wasn't good against the Jets? Who isn't good against the Jets except <laughs> the Titans yesterday? But uh, they just looked so flat. And then this whole thing today with Fangio and John Harbaugh, I'm over it. Miami Dolphins. They're one of my losers. Absolute loser. You were favored. <laughs> Against the 0-3 Indianapolis Colts. Dolphins have the worst offense in football. I tweeted this yesterday. They're without their quarterback. Do you think that would matter much? I will say I didn't think there'd be as much of a gap between two and Jacoby Brissett as there is, but there is a wide gap. Uh, Wide gap. I will say their play did nothing to quiet down the Deshaun Watson rumors. Absolutely not. Their play calling is the most unimaginative. Unimaginative. Uncreative. Uncreative play calling I've ever seen in my entire life. They had turned one of the most explosive wide receivers in college football history in Jalen Waddle into Jarvis Landry. <laughs> they have completely neutralized Mike Gesicki until they're down 14 points in the fourth quarter. Then he goes off. They have zero running game. Their offensive line is abysmal. What are they doing good? Quarterback play has been just horrendous. Jacoby Brissett had so many guys open for long pass plays yesterday, and he checked down to a running back because he's scared to make a mistake. They needed to put in Reed Sinet, who was their (laughs) backup yesterday, 
just to get some sort of spark. They love the uniforms. Pathetic, and they embarrassed themselves in those uniforms. Defense, again, has played well enough to win these ball games, and they're sitting here at 1-3, and three, having faced uh, Tampa Bay this week, yeah, though, which it, is... Uh, it, this it, is what happens when I have any sort of exactly expectations. That's what I was going to say. This is your fault. You have expectations. Every single time expectations. people think the Dolphins will be halfway decent, they're not. <laughs> Tennessee Titans are another one of my losers. My other losers is Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I know they were playing a, a tough Green Bay team on the road, but they come out early, get the lead, and then just didn't show up in the second quarter. Got mm-hmm. the doors blown off. Yeah. Um, my other losers are the New Orleans Saints yeah. losing to the Giants. You can't lose to the Giants at home. It's a roller coaster. First, first game back with fans at. Uh, you know what was interesting? Super I was uh, watching a little bit of that game because I was watching on my flight from Connecticut to Charlotte yesterday. And the announcers said if Jameis Winston got hurt, Sean Payton said they would not put Taysom Hill in at quarterback during the game. Oh. Trevor Simeon would uh. come in and Hill would still be their hybrid. Then if Winston was out for a long oh, duration of time, then Hill the next week would be implemented as their quarterback. Is Taysom Hill the most overrated player in the history of the NFL? Sean Payton loves him. Just loves he does him. nothing. He throws the ball terribly. He doesn't really catch the ball that well, and he runs okay. Like, he is... But he's a football player, Josh. Who cares if he plays special what Tim teams? Tim Tebow should have been a decade ago. And is also a quarterback. He provides nothing to that franchise, and he's getting paid so much money. The J-Man won Pick'em last week. You did. And this thing, this thing is not coming back. I know Tanner said that, and I said that after week one, but this is for sure not coming back. Uh, starting with Thursday night, really good Thursday night matchup. We have the Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Rams uh, got beat pretty easily by the Seahawks, by, by the Cardinals yesterday. Seahawks got the much-needed win over the Niners. Mm-hmm. I was tempted to take the 12th man, but I like this Rams team. Give me the Rams for six. Rams are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, place is going to be rocking. I have the Seahawks for four. It's going to be a big mm-hmm. swing right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The New York Jets playing at 9.30 in London. In London. Against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, both teams stink. Atlanta's um, three and a half faves. Give me the Falcons for one point. I have Atlanta for seven. The uh, uh, Falcons had a chance to beat the football team yesterday, and they blew it. Had a chance. Blew it! That is my computer going off. Um, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins facing Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's going to get ugly, Josh. Uh, real ugly. I got the Buccaneers for 13. I have the Bucks for 16. Oh, the um, biggest confident point. Yep. Tampa Bay. I see, little, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. No, there's no. I'm not thinking about reverse the reverse sockage, right? No, this is going to be an absolute shellacking. Um, they'll play in London the, in London the next week, and Tua will be back for this one. Wouldn't matter if Tua was here anyway. Tampa Bay is not losing. Wouldn't matter if Dan Marino was here in his prime. Wouldn't, it might matter. Okay, that might, yeah, 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 <laughs> it might yeah. matter. Uh, but, yeah, Tampa Bay, 10-point favorites. I think they cover. Pretty, Joey Harrington would have mattered. Would not have mattered with Joey Harrington. I, I saw a tweet yesterday. Um, <laughs> Jacoby, uh, Jacoby Brissett. I categorized Jacoby Brissett somewhere between John Beck and Dante Culpepper. <laughs> uh, we can talk about um, fun quarterback play yep. for a while. Green Bay Packers at the 3-1 and one Cincinnati Bengals. Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, and I, I hate this because the 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 Bengals are three and one, and mm-hmm, I don't think mm-hmm. they're that bad of a team. Yet I put the Packers for eleven. I have the Packers for ten, so I'm right there with well, you. Well, I think uh, I think my mind still thinks Cincinnati's terrible. Yeah, and they're not. I think the Packers are rolling again. Yeah, though. they found some after yeah. Week One. The zero and four horrendous Detroit Lions face the one and three Minnesota Vikings. I got the Vikings for ten. I have the Vikings for nine. We're really close yeah, to each other. Uh, Lions are bad. Vikings aren't much better. Scored seven points yesterday. Friend of the show, Logan Strim, one of our high school mm-hmm. classmates, said, "Keep sleeping on the Vikes." Well, it's they, hard. They didn't beat the Browns, but <laughs> I think they'll beat the. They should Lions. beat the Minnesota or the Detroit Lions. They're one and three, though. That's why we're sleeping. Kirk on Cousins them. has to do something, right? The Denver Broncos, who are two and zero on the road. Travel to Pittsburgh to face the yeah, reeling they, they Pittsburgh beat the Steelers. Giants and the Jaguars on the road. They're going to give me a ton of confidence. I wish I knew if Teddy Bridgewater's going to be playing or not. It's in concussion protocol. Uh, Pittsburgh's not been playing well, like we both mentioned, but it's at Pittsburgh. I'm taking the uh, about said the Pirates, the Steelers <laughs> for two. Uh, Steelers are one point favorite. I have the Steelers bouncing back. You don't they don't lose four straight games um, much. Uh, I have them for eight confidence points. They've struggled in that building, too, Denver. No, they have. I've seen them up 17 and a half and lose. 
New Orleans Saints travel to Washington to face the football team. Saints are somehow one-point favorites in this I one. I can't figure uh, the Saints out at all. Um, I don't know if I've picked the football team yet this year, so I'm picking them for five. I have the football team for six. Uh, this is the type of game that the Saints end up winning, though, because that's yep. what they've done in the first four games. Philadelphia Eagles travel to Carolina. Another weird game. Uh, Carolina suffered their first loss, but to the uh, – who did they lose Dallas. To? Dallas and uh, Philadelphia lost to the Chiefs yesterday. Give me Carolina at home for seven. Carolina's four-point favorites. I'm taking the upset. I think Philadelphia goes in there and wins. Um, for some reason, I'm not a big believer in Carolina, even though they've looked really pretty Sam good. Sam looked pretty good. Yes, and the Eagles look terrible against Dallas. They looked okay yesterday, uh, but I'm picking the upset. Tennessee Titans travel to Jacksonville, and Urban Meyer's days are already numbered. Oh, yeah, Urban, Urban, <laughs> Urban. Getting himself in some... Uh, Positions he shouldn't be getting yep. himself in, but uh, that doesn't surprise a lot of us. Uh, Titans, bad, bad loss to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Maybe they get Julio and A.J. Brown back, or at least one of them. Even without them, I think they would beat Jacksonville. Give me the Titans for 12. I have the Titans for 14. I think they bounce back in a major way. New England Patriots travel to Houston, both 1-3. and three. Patriots are nine-point favorites on the road. Yeah, they played well last night against Tampa. Came David Mills just, is bad. Davis just, Mills is bad. He's bad. Texans are bad. Mm-hmm. Give me the Patriots for 15. I have the Patriots for five. I'm not Whoa. as much of a believer in New England as you clearly are. There. No, I'm not a believer in New England. Not I thought no. they played well last night. But I just think the Texans are that bad. The Chicago Bears, led by probably Andy Dalton, according to Matt Nagy, I think that was it was for some reason he thinks that's giving them some sort of a competitive advantage when they roll out. Just roll out with the young guy, uh, Justin Fields. Uh, he's he, he's trying to throw the Raiders off, but I, I mean Gruden's dumb, but I don't think he's dumb enough to think Dalton's actually going to be the guy. Um, who you got? You got the Raiders for nine. I have the Raiders for thirteen. Bears are terrible. I, Fields wasn't even good yesterday, and you would have thought um, Bears are terrible. And they're two. They're two and two. But I get what you mean. I get. I get what you're saying. Um, you would. <laughs> you would have thought their fans saw the second coming of Joe Montana mixed with Aaron Rodgers. They're excited at any decent quarterback. They haven't had quarterback play forever. The Browns travel to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. We got to hurry up here a little bit. Yeah, we do. I got the Browns for four. I have the Chargers for two. Oh. Giants facing the Cowboys. Uh, Giants, Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys. Where is this on my? I got Dallas for fourteen. I have Dallas for fifteen. San Francisco 49ers travel to the four and zero, only undefeated team left. Arizona, not only undefeated team left. I guess the uh, Raiders are still Cardinals there. Cardinals are really, really good. Give me them for eight. I have the Cardinals for twelve. Game of the year to date: Buffalo Bills traveling to Kansas City. Kansas City's two and a half points. Really hard one for me to pick. Give me the Chiefs for three. I took Buffalo for one. I think they're the Hope best. You're right. I think they're the best team in the AFC. And finally, Monday night, we have the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens. Colts finally got a win. Uh, some old, old Colt fans uh, uh, or some Baltimore, old Baltimore fans probably still hate the Colts for mm-hmm. leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, Colts are banged up really bad. Uh, Baltimore, I think, is pretty good. I don't like them. I don't like the way they play. Uh, I think they're dirty, but they're pretty good. Give me the Ravens for 16. I have Baltimore for 11, so we're right there. Um, yeah, I just think Baltimore beats them fairly handled to be able to score enough points. All right, J-Man, birdie bogey this week. Russell Wilson won his 100th regular season game yesterday. He joined one other quarterback as the only quarterbacks to win 100-plus regular season games in their first 10 seasons. Peyton Manning. Got a birdie. Commanding. Commanding four-stroke four lead. Four-stroke lead, I'm in trouble. Man. I am in trouble. You're two over par. Man. I'm six over par. I'm going to have to come out guns a-blazing with the question. I have gotten hot. I was really hoping I could dope you into... End up I th- I th- doing that. I thought about Rodgers, but then he didn't play his first couple years. Brady blew out his knee one of his I first. I was hoping because the Colts six were not years good, so. especially Manning's first year. But then they won like thirteen games, and I'm trying to think who else I could have thought of. Russell, well, Russell Wilson did it yesterday. Um, that was a good question, though. Yeah. I'm just incredibly smart. I'm having a tough time stumping you lately. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, well, we got about. Two minutes left, J-Man. So while you wrap up the shows, tell everybody where they can get some Tan and J-Man Show merch. Go get some merch. Where they can find us, all that good on stuff. On the Tan and J-Man Show store.com. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Hopefully they're back up. Who the heck knows? Hopefully Facebook's I, back up. I, I assume they are. Follow us on the Twitter. 
Um, you can check us out on the ISC Sports Network live every Monday night at 6.30. Query and Schultz is up next. Go check Lots them out. Lots of football out. talk coming up on their show. A ton of football talk. I'm sure they're going to talk about the Colts a bunch. And you know what? Yep. I don't want to hear about the Colts. To be <laughs> <laughs> I know you Colts fans will, but this Dolphins fan does not. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday night to talk some more baseball and football. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next Monday.